Welcome back to the Gathering Place of All Nations. This Monday night, we were so blessed to have Donna Parrish in the house. She shared a message about Christianity Upgrade, dealing with the orphan heart mentality. I pray that you are blessed by this message and your ears are open to hear what God has to say. to be back on this side of the world, I'll tell you that. <laughs> 24 days nonstop. It was uh, pretty exciting. And I was just sharing with um, Pastor John that in the midst of some really, really great conferences, three major cities, and um, but my favorite was um, some spontaneous things that happened and the opportunity to share in two millennial churches. That means everybody's under the age of 40. Uh, I was in love. Uh, I was in love, and I just felt uh, so strongly in my heart as I'm watching this younger generation, because I'm believing for the same thing in our land. Are you? Radical lovers for Jesus. Because something happens in the heart, and we just... You know, we just throw ourselves at the feet of Jesus. Is that right? And I I spoke a word and I wrote it down because it touched me so much that um, as I'm speaking it to this group, I'm I'm so I'm blessed. You ever have one of those words where you're totally blessed by what you're hearing come out of your own mouth? Well, it was one of those moments. And, uh, And it was this. These are not just the days of Elijah, of Moses of Abraham, of David, or Jacob, this is the days of a generation that will walk above the storms. I'm praying that right now in the name of the Lord Jesus. Walk above the storms. Walk above the shame. Walk above the doubt. Walk above the fear. Walk above the darkness. Walk above the narratives that are, that are shifting from day to day. Walk above the division and walk above the enemy, way above the enemy. And I re, I, I'm, I'm quoting out of the scripture out of Romans 16, the God of peace shall soon crush Satan underneath your feet. That is as sure as the air is that we are breathing. And I, I'm really, as, I, you know, as I'm returning, it took a couple of days with the jet lag. Three years changes behaviors, let me tell you. <laughs> but I really believe that there's this, in the midst of the challenges, and everybody ought to be here when Dr. Russ is sharing, you know, related to the whole issue of the times that we're living in. But it seems like there is a clear demarcation between what is happening as far as what the enemy's throwing out of which we all need to have great wisdom and great discernment. Is that true? But on the other side, the the power of God that's moving is incredibly powerful. It was just amazing to be uh, particularly among the millennials that in every moment, can you just pray for me? It was so exciting. And, And as soon as you begin to pray, what happens? Well, we begin to see things, don't we? And we begin to prophesy, and it was just incredible because nobody was in a hurry to leave. Don't you love moments like that? Well, it kind of reminds me about this house. You're all a bit like that. And as I was um, uh, reflecting, I do have a word that's in my, in my heart as I'm thinking about what God is doing here. Because I've had the opportunity through COVID to see some pretty spectacular things happening right here in this house. 
We've seen miracles happening in this house. We've seen moments when God is moving and God is speaking in such profound ways. It has deeply, deeply touched my heart. So when Pastor John sent me a note saying, how about coming to Christmas lunch? I said, I'll be there. Why is that? Is because there's something that's happening in this body that is so relationally driven that it's bonding, that's fully releases, gives permission to heaven to move. Are, are you all hearing this? I, I really want you to hear this because we should never take what's happening in this body for granted. I was saying to Pastor John before the meeting, I've had the opportunity uh, over the last seven months to be back out traveling. I've been in several different, uh, um, in several different churches, organizations, and I'm amazed by what it is that I'm seeing happening because you have no idea how unique what's happening here is. I need you to hear this. There are great challenges out there, great struggles. A lot of pastors are having a lot of trouble getting people back into their chairs. Are you with me? We've gotten way too comfortable sitting on the sofa. Everybody say amen. amen. That means you need to get everybody you know in back in church. Because we need to be together in the name of Jesus. So I want to declare that and I'm praying that for everybody who's listening online. We need to be together. We thank God for the, for the technology. It is absolutely uh, marvelous. No question mark about that. But there's something about coming together. I remember the first night uh, being uh, here um, on the other side. Actually, I think it was right here before it was changed, now that I'm remembering this. And uh, I met Pastor John at the door, and he said, well, you're coming, and I'm leaving. And I thought, well, that's an interesting statement. <laughs> and he said, well, we're only allowed to have five people in the building. Yes. Uh, do you remember that night, Pastor John? And, um, and uh, it was so interesting because Helena was leading and, uh, and Rod was on the, on the drums. And um, we had somebody on sound and video. It was all going out on Zoom and whatever, whatever um, media it was. And me. That was it. I'm sitting right there. But we were together. And the worship was absolutely spectacular. I remember thinking, I have no idea how I'm going to get up and speak to a camera. Because <laughs> there's nobody sitting here. But we had worship. And something was happening in the house. I remember thinking, Helena, you might just have to keep going because I'm so moved. I don't know if I can get up. Uh, there's something about being together. I just feel that it's critical right now. Why is that? Is because God is doing what he's doing so we can walk above the storms. We can have the wisdom and discernment in the midst of the chaos that's outside that door over there and bring who we are into that in the name of Jesus. Are you with me? Everybody say, we need that. So we can walk above the issues of life that's around us. Every person that is within the hearing of my voice is on a journey of being transformed. Is that true? We need to be aware that we're on a journey of being transformed. That means as you are sitting here right now in this house of worship, you are being transformed. Whether you're fully aware of it or not, you are being transformed. So Holy Spirit, I'm asking that you would stretch us again. 
in the name of Jesus. Stretch us for much more. So as we've heard in this word, we can go much deeper. We can know that when we say, I surrender all, it's I surrender all. Not just, well, we're getting there. Lord Jesus, we give you permission to challenge our hearts in fresh and new ways. I pray that in Jesus' name. Everybody say amen. amen. So I'm thinking uh, this morning I was sitting and <clears throat> I'm going to share with you what happened this morning. Is that okay? So if you were to look in my journal right now, it's a little bit handwritten. I love my journal. It's always with me. Why is that? Because God is always speaking. And we never want to miss the moment to capture something so that, especially in a prophetic environment, because it's happening all the time. Oh, it just reminds me of a story. I have to tell you this story. This happened a couple years ago at Copetown. How many of y'all enjoyed Copetown? It was very, very special. I used to love the tent. I would just, I used to get so excited when Dr. Russ would say, come on in, we want you coming out and sharing in the tent. I said, I don't know what it is, but every time I walk under the tent, the anointing just falls. Well, I, I remember this particular night, there was just awesome worship and uh, a stream of prophetic words. You know how that happens. A stream of, that means one after the other. And I remember that night, uh, I got really stuck in the first word. Anybody ever have that happen? Come on now. And yet they just keep on coming, don't they? One of the challenges is we need to actually take the time to actually hear what God is really saying and let it digest. And I was so caught in the first word, um, about 15 or 20 minutes later, I said to Dr. Ross, I leaned over and I said, I think God is still speaking out of the first word. <laughs> I think there's something more here. And uh, so he said, well, go for it. And you know, it just opened up a whole time of ministry before we even got there. Why is that? It's because God was already moving. Are you with me? So we've just heard a word that's actually quite a deep word. We have this sort of, this, this welcoming, if you will, to go into the deeper place. Are you with me? So as I say that, I want, to, um, I want to just share a little bit about what's in my heart, about what I'm seeing right now. Is that okay? Please hear that. So I'm back into 2 Corinthians chapter 10. You all know where I'm going for a few minutes. I want to build on something uh, for a few minutes tonight. 2 Corinthians chapter 10, you all know it. Verse, verse 3, for we do not walk... In the flesh. Everybody say, in the flesh. I promise you, as soon as you hear that word, something happens inside of you. You kind of go, oh, yuck. You know what I mean? So let me just change that slightly so that we do not walk according to our self-nature. Are you all right with that? Because that's what that means. We do not war according to our own self-nature. In other words... We need to be aware we are where we are expounding energy. For the weapons of our warfare, they are not carnal, but they are mighty in God to the pulling down of a stronghold. Everybody knows this verse, and I know that. 
But I really want you to hear that in the context of which I'm going to be sharing. Casting down idols, arguments, every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. Against the knowledge of God. Everybody say, against the knowledge of God. Because we're up against this thing right here, right now. Come on now. <clears throat> and bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. And being ready to punish all disobedience when your obedience is fulfilled. Come on now. This is called God's word. Everybody say this is God's word. So I heard the Lord say this to me this morning. <clears throat> Whatever it is, whatever situation that you are in at any time, whatever the situation is, who can I be for you, says the Lord, in the midst of that? Are you hearing me? In other words, who do you need me to be in this moment in that place? Because I'm right here. Are you with me? You see, everything that happens inside of you, particularly through your thoughts, will either make you or it will actually improve you. But I promise you, your thoughts can be hijacked in a second. The demand on your thoughts right now is so powerful with everything that is going on around us, the distractions are monumental. Everybody say monumental. That's why we need to be in the house of God. They are, your thoughts will either advance you on your journey or it's going to slow your growth down. And we're all in the midst of that all the time. I like thinking about this all the time. Whatever is happening right here in your thoughts is going to impact everything that you do. It impacts every choice you make. It impacts every bit of, of behavior that you have. And I'm not to say that now in the context of the season that we've just come through. Are you with me? So I just got off an airplane 15 and a half hours, had to wear a mask the entire time. That was rather challenging, 15 and a half hour flight. Are you with me? Yeah, uh, in Taiwan, in particular where I was, you had to wear a mask all the time, including out on the streets when you were walking. I found that rather challenging. Are you with me? It's called one of the consequences. I can't tell you what it's like to stand before a conference of about three or 4,000 people, whatever that number was, and all I'm looking at is eyes. <laughs> I, I, I don't know if you can grasp how crazy that is. And by the way, we're asking for a move of the Holy Spirit in the midst of that. Are you with me? It's called a consequence. It's called one of the challenges that we're wrestling through as a result of this last, uh, uh, this last season that we're all working through. All of us are at full liberty at any moment to believe whatever it is that you choose to believe. Are you hearing this? I need you to hear this because of where we're going. What you believe about yourself ultimately is gonna determine how your life must unfold. Are you hearing that? That's a very challenging statement. 
because everything that's coming out of you is coming from somewhere. And I feel like in this season that the Lord is putting his finger on this. He's showing his power all around us. We've just been told we're going to have testimonies of miracles and, and uh, amazing provisions. This house is a miracle. Are you with me? I mean, I can sit here and I'm looking at Jessica. Jessica is a miracle. Is that true? I can point my finger over here to Carol. Carol is a miracle. Are you with me? I am a living miracle. Hallelujah. Boy, I have to tell you, I love reminding the enemy of that. I remember saying to the enemy when I got a hold of some of this myself, I remember saying, you stole every moment of my childhood. You stole, mo you stole every moment of my youth. You're never getting another moment. I, you know, rather, I don't like talking to the enemy, but that was a good one. Come on now. Why is that? Is you and I have full liberty to choose. What you believe about yourself ultimately determines what must unfold. That's a very difficult statement. So I said to the Lord, okay, in every moment, you and I are experiencing something. We're experiencing the effects of what's going on right here. Are you with me? All of us are going through this in this very moment. Every single one of us is included. And I'm thinking about what God is speaking and what God is doing and how he is wooing the heart. Wooing the heart. Are you with me? So this is not just about great exciting meetings. This is about God doing something that is called spectacular. I have need of you in this season, says the Lord. So I need you to be very, very aware of where, you're, where you, you are positioning what's going on inside of you. The essential law about belief is this. What you think upon, what you dwell upon, you give permission to exist. Are you with me? Come on now. When you and I are faced with the narratives that are being thrown at us all the time, that change from day to day, are you with me? Creating immense confusion all over the place. A young generation that is, fine, that is, is attempting to be told that people like you and I are totally irrelevant. You got to be kidding me. I'm going to chase you down. Are you hearing me, friends? Come on now. Where something happens inside of us, whatever you choose to dwell upon, you give permission to exist. Not only that, you give it permission to allow for perception. So, for example, we hear language, and I'm hearing some of this. That's why I'm doing this. Well, I don't know if I can do that. Are you kidding me? I really don't know if I really want to be in church right now. Ayo. What's happening is there's a perception that's created around that. And the more we give into that, the more it becomes a belief. 
Okay. Now I'm just giving you a couple. I could add a, I could add a thousand onto that one. How about this one? Well, every time I do it, it just seems like I can't. Are you with me? Well, I try so often, but anybody ever use that one? Yeah, come on. Probably 99% of you. What happens is it begins to form a perception on the inside of you. When that perception is formed, the lens just got changed. Are you with me? All of us are going through that. That's why we need one another. That's why coming together in moments like we did yesterday was so special. I just love that. I just feel like I just want to go kiss somebody. <laughs> like it was so special. Are you hearing me? May it happen many, 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 many more times so that this place is, is so chock full of people because something is happening in the house. And that's not just because we got great worship here. It's because all of us are engaged together. Amen? I, that is, that's just what's happening is I'm giving you something that is very close to my heart. Therefore, I'm firming a very firm thought on that, which means it's going to fall out all the time. Are you with me? Everybody say that's true. Because God can be saying one thing for sure, but something else could be going on on the inside of you from day to day. We're hearing, I heard Pastor John mention it yesterday, the issues of suicide are off the charts right now. Depression is off the charts right now. Are you with me? So you and I are not just here to sit comfortable. No, no, no. We're here to go chase everybody down. Why is that? It's because you want to shout from the rooftops what it is that's going on on the inside of you. So being very conscious of what's happening inside of you in this moment is critical. Everybody say critical. critical. Turn to the person beside you. I'm looking at a miracle. Come on now. Come on. You guys are so precious. You know, I, I just have to come over here. Every time I watch this precious, I, you just know it. This is a walking miracle right here. You are. And I, I'm, I'm watching her in worship. And you know what? She reminds me of myself. She's so full of passion, it's just, it's pouring out of her pores. Is that true? I, I, <laughs> I remember I was here a few months ago and I found out she's a baby Christian. I just about freaked out. I said, what do you mean you're a baby Christian? Brand new baby Christian and she's full of the passion of Jesus. Okay. But in the midst of that, in the midst of that, we, all, we are all needed so this thing can strengthen. Are you with me? So I get rather emotional from time to time, if you haven't noticed. I'm a very passionate person. I get rather excited about Jesus. So I remember one time, <clears throat> oh, yo. this pastor said to me these words. He said, uh, uh, Pastor Donna, are you always like this? <laughs> I said to him, you know how you can have a moment and it's just dropping out of your mouth. 
Well, that tends to happen when you're confident about something. Are you with me? And so I said to him, thank you so much for saying that. Do you know, I thought he was going to roll over and it was not the power of the Holy Spirit. He was in shock. I said, you've just given me perfect evidence of the healing that has happened in my own life. If you knew where I had come from, you would understand what it is you are asking. Because coming out of that kind of abuse, the last thing you're going to be is passionate. Are you with me? And I remember hearing the Lord say, I want you to take the most, and somebody in this room needs to hear this, I want you to take the most challenging thing that has happened in your life and then turn it around 180 degrees and you're going to see the call of God on your life. Are you with me? In other words, the enemy knows. You see, he was in the garden too. Matter of fact, he knows the word better than you do. Are you with me? He knows that God has a destiny and it's a good plan. So what do you think he's going to do? He's going to try to press in in the area that is the deepest calling on your life. Why is that? So he can form a perception about how you see yourself. Everybody say that's true. The scripture says this, 2 Peter chapter 2, 19 to 21, I'm going to paraphrase it. By what a man is overcome by, by what a man is overcome by will ultimately make a slave out of him. For many of us, that which is happening inside of us is making a slave out of us. Are you with me? Why is that? It's because it demands your attention. It demands your attention, how we perceive ourselves, how we communicate, how we are involved in relationships, all of those things. They have a way of working themselves out through that which we call perception. Anybody who knows that how I, uh, the, anybody who, know, who hears me teaching is going to hear this word a lot because we deal with this all the time. So here we are in this moment. Dr. Russ is calling uh, a winter camp, and I love the words that he's using right now. Revive, refresh, and restore. Everybody say amen. amen. I've seen some reviving going on in this house in this last year. I was around here during summer camp in the summertime, and I want to tell you the Holy Spirit was moving. It was powerful what God was doing. There was a refreshing. I remember being so overcome myself praying for people. It was just a whole, and this house was a mess. There just bodies everywhere. Why is that? It's because we're overcome by what the Holy Spirit is wanting to release. But he's also into restoring. Are you with me? Refreshing is not just to sort of make you feel good for a moment. It's about restoring something so that, as Dr. Russ says, I love this word too, so you can step up, step in, and step out. Come on, can we say that together? Step up, step in, and step out. Come on. Why is that? Because I have need of you in this hour. So as I was thinking about this this morning... I want you, as you're sitting here right now, to ask yourself a question, because I do this all the time, every day, actually. 
I could have something going through my mind, and I'm going to ask myself the question, do I want to keep this thing right now, and is it doing me any good? Is that all right if I ask you that question? So I want you to think of something right now, just personal, that you know that you can be tangled in a thought in a moment. 99% of the time it's relational. Is that true? It's relational, challenging relationships, especially coming out of the season that we've just been in. It could be just uh, repeated issues that you keep trying and trying and trying to, to get over. Are you with me? I promise you it will never happen in your own strength. Is that all right for me to say that? But just recognize that we have every moment is critical when it comes to this issue. So ask yourself the question, do I really want to keep this thing that's going on in my thoughts from time to time that another person may not know about? Ask yourself that question. Very private. Is it doing you any good? Everybody's shaking their head. <laughs> I wish you could see what I just saw. <laughs> Forgive me for laughing. Now try this just for a moment. Close your eyes. Just close your eyes for a moment. Take a deep breath. Very deep breath. I want you just to feel the, just a calming. Okay. I was doing this this morning. I want to tell you, I was kind of blasted in that moment again. And then ask Jesus, what thought can I let go of today? And then in the midst of that, I'm going to use a word, and the word is, in that place, I want you just to imagine for a moment. Don't be afraid of that word. It comes out of the word image. It's a very good word. When it's Jesus that's involved, it's always good. Imagine what it would be like for the light of Jesus to flow all around you. Even into the, what seems to be the, the darkest corners is full of light. Can you all see that? I need, to hear, I need to make sure you're looking at that. Everybody looking at that? Is that a good moment? Is it possible in that place to ask Jesus, Jesus, is it okay for me to take a new thought in the midst of that light? What do you think the answer is going to be? Are you sure? That can you take it right now? Okay, what would that be? Can I choose that particular thought? Can I open myself up to take that in this moment? Everybody say, I'm taking that. Okay, I love to practice things like that. Because what's happening is you are one with the Lord Jesus as he is one with the Father. His name is light. So in his light, we see light. Is that all right? And in the midst of that, it pushes out so that even the darkest corners are filled with light. In that place, 
Can you choose a God thought right now? So what's happening as we do that is we're setting our mind on things that are above and not things that are on the earth. I promise you that takes a lot of practice. Why is that? Is the demands of what's going on around us pushes that out. Are you with me? And we need to go to another conference so that we can sort of, you know, be refreshed again. Are you with me, dear ones? When in reality, his love is chasing you down in every moment. Everybody say, I'm taking that. Okay. You see, in that moment, in this very moment right now, in the midst of that light, it's all new. Why is that? Because everything that God is doing is new. It's a new moment, it's a new, it's a new sound, it's a new time, it's a new refreshing, it's an ongoing restoration, it's always new. Every, say, uh, everything is new, 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 new. Now why am I sharing this? Because a couple of months ago, and I may have shared this story, but I'm gonna do it again because the impact on me personally was huge. I'm with a gathering of leaders across Canada. <clears throat> Every province was represented. Everyone on that, on that call was, a, was, a, was a, a Christian leader from across the country. It was a very, very powerful time. And one of the leaders was sharing something that had happened to him 20 years ago. Everybody say 20 years ago is a long time. It's a long time. And he was a pastor in a local church at that time. And there was a challenge with one of his associates. Yeah, we call it a relationship difficulty. Well, that's about as recent as your last breath, if you don't mind me saying that. Come on now, we are wrestling for this thing. Are you with me? We need one another, and we need to be real and open and vulnerable with one another. So we're sharing, and he's sharing this story that 20 years ago, they divided. In other words, there was separation, there was division. Are you with me? Both of them went on and they did their own work. 20 years later, the associate who left, his wife has, was quite ill with a terminal illness in a very, very not a good place. And all of a sudden, he's remembering his friend of 20 years ago, and he picks up the phone and he calls him. Can you pray for my wife? Can you imagine that? 20 years. So what do you think that this pastor did? Come on now. Oh, no, no, it's even better. He got on an airplane instantly, as soon as he could get a ticket, and flew out to be with that brother. Are you with me? And in the midst of that, as he's sharing it, he's weeping. Why is it that we lost 20 years of relationship? Are you with me? We are living in a season right now where that stuff has got to come to an absolute end. There's no room for that in the remnant church. Are you with me? There's no room for that in the remnant church. He was so impacted that he, he shared a bit of the detail. I won't go through that all, but I'm telling you, you could feel a ripple across our country. A little bit later, we were having communion together. Two leaders in Ottawa <clears throat> were leading the communion. If I were to tell you who they were, you would all know who they are. Are you with me? 
In other words, they have respected ministries in our country. They were leading communion. And um, one of the brothers was leading the taking of the bread. It was very tender. It was very beautiful. Of course, the expectation is that the next brother is going to lead us in the taking of the, of the wine. Is that true? Why is that? Because that's what we do, isn't it? However, God was putting his finger on something. <clears throat> and in the midst of that, the brother who's going to lead the, the uh, taking of the wine says this. I'm sorry, I cannot do this. Now, what do you think that did as it went across our country with all these leaders? You got to know this was a very unusual moment. I promise you, there wasn't a person on that call that was sleeping in that moment. Are you kidding? Pastor John, can you open that for me, please? Are you hearing me? This is a really, really powerful story. <clears throat> and he says, I'm sorry, but in this, he says, I can't do this. I just can't do this. And uh, all of a sudden, he says this. <clears throat> to the brother who had just led us in the taking of the bread. Are you with me? And he says this. <clears throat> I need to ask you to forgive me because although we have different ministries, there have been things about you that I don't appreciate. And it's, it's, it's in my heart. And he said, I want to be open because you have to remember, we've just heard this other story that's gone across our country. And he said these words. He said, I've never spoken an unkind word about you. I've always respected your, respected, uh, your ministry. But there are some things about you that was a problem. You know how we talk like that. Of course, we don't say it out loud, do we? Is it all right for me to be talking like this? You all don't mind. Yeah? You want to know there was a holy hush across all the provinces of Canada that night. And then he said these, these words. I'm asking you to forgive me because I, although I've never spoken against you, I close my heart to you. And he said, I am making a covenant in the midst of all of the leaders across our land that are on this call with us right now. <clears throat> he said, I'm making a covenant before God and before you that I will not live with a closed heart. I covenant with you as my brother to open my heart. I want to tell you that moment was extremely powerful because that is what, it, what God is doing as we are looking at Remnant Church. See, what's happening is in his thoughts, it formed a perception. In that perception, gave it full reason to exist. He came into full agreement. Basically, I don't like you. Well, I have to promise you, I always like to say, doesn't matter whether you like me or not, you're going to love me a lot in eternity. <laughs> and it's going to be for a long time. So we might just as well start now. How about that? Are you with me? Come on. That moment was really impacting. I saw similar things as I was out uh, in Asia this time. I haven't for a while, especially during COVID, 
done much teaching in the whole area of looking at the orphan heart. I'm not talking about an orphan spirit. That's easy to get rid of. But I'm talking about the orphan ways of the heart. Are you with me? That allows for moments like this because life shapes how we think. So as I was thinking about that this morning, I remember putting together a progressive list of the, of how, um, I just want to take this piece of paper, a progressive list of how to watch for the orphan heart ways. Are you with me? Jesus himself said in John chapter 14, I will not leave you as orphans, I will come to you. I will give you one who will be with you forever. We all love the power of the Holy Spirit, don't we? But what about the life in the Spirit? Are you with me? Because I've just spent these few minutes engaging you in thought, welcoming the light of God into the darkest corners. Because as, like, as the uh, brothers that I was just sharing with you about, we all have our issues like that. Are you with me? And what happens is it weakens what it is that the Holy Spirit wants to release in and through us. We have a generation that is calling people like you and I irrelevant. Are you with me? We're called the problem. Are you with me? Come on now. We're in the midst of a demonic move that is attempting to take away, to take away any form of freedom that we would have as individuals. Is that all right for me to say that? The only thing that's going to be in the way of that is people like you and I. Are you with me? As a matter of fact, <clears throat> prior COVID, <clears throat> a president uh, of China made this comment because in, in uh, uh, February of 2019, they tightened up the laws on any form of religious expression. Most of the expression of church that happens in China happens in homes. Well, not homes like you and I live in because nobody owns land. Did you know that? All land is owned by the government. So most, all people, most, the vast majority of people live in apartments. Are you with me? But they call it their home. Most of church happens in those apartments. I remember being in some of those meetings where you're in an apartment and you feel like you're in a can of sardines. There's so many people, there's absolutely no room to move. I mean, you've got people right at your feet, and they're sitting on little, like, kindergarten stools. You know why? You know what I'm talking about? Come on now. Come on. In the midst of that, <clears throat> the Holy Spirit is moving in very powerful ways. So what do they do is they, they, they put out a new law that it is not lawful to get together with, more than, with, more, with 10 or more people in your apartment without lo, uh, notifying the local authorities. Why is that? Because the president said this, the only thing that is in the way of total totalitarianism is Christian. In other words, you and I have something. Are you with me? We're not just sitting in this beautiful church because it's comfortable. It's because we're being challenged to go deeper. 
We're being challenged to look at those things that's, that can snag us in our thoughts. Are you with me? So I'm, I, I'm re-looking, and I want to teach a little, I'm going to go back to this, on orphan ways. Not orphan spirit, because I know you're familiar with that. I'm talking about the orphan heart ways. Very often, <clears throat> it starts when we begin to look at others and focusing on them as though they are the problem. Come on, that happens all the time. Happened right in the garden. That's what happened between Adam and Eve. Well, it's that woman you gave me. She's a problem. Are you with me? In other words, we're shifting something because we're seeing it through our perception. Once that's happening, <clears throat> precious ones, it begins, to, uh, it begins to challenge this whole thing of can we really have true relationship? Everybody answer the question, can we? Ah, it's very weak. <laughs> I'm so sorry to say it's very weak. We're fighting for this. Come on now. When we're in intercession, come on, there's a groan. Is that not true? Yeah, not because we're foolish people. There's a groan that's coming. The earth is groaning for the glorious release of the sons and daughters. Are you with me? That's called family. That's called relationship. That is, I'm, gonna, I, I, I'm going to love you like I love myself. I think that's a command from the scripture. Are you with me? There's something about this that it's so easy that when we are dealing with our own issues, if someone pinpoints something, we look at them as though they're the problem. Come on now. When that's happening, <clears throat> it leads to a form of judging. It's called judgment. In other words, we form opinions. In the midst of that, there's disappointment. Disappointment of relationship. Disappointment in the issues of life. Disappointment in family. Discouragement, confusion, wounding. Everybody know what I'm talking about, okay? As we begin to look at that, the most obvious thing that happens is we begin to lose the issue called basic trust. These are all signs of orphan. When that's happening, precious ones, <clears throat> because trust is so foundational to building relationship. And we've all been well-trained on living with a nice mask. Is that all right for me to say that? Come on now. You know, as a matter of fact, <clears throat> if you're out in Asia, and they just told me this when I was there a couple of weeks ago, well, Donna, we all just smile, but you don't really know what's going on behind that. Ah, come on. I said, well, don't worry about it. It's not just Asia. <laughs> I think it happens in Canada, too. Are you with me? Why is that? Is it's very, very, it's human nature. It's human nature to hide what's going on on the inside. Are you with me, precious ones? When that's happening is we're losing trust. Trust becomes very surface. Relationship becomes very surface. Are you with me? We're living in the midst of this right now. So that's what's happening as we sit at home in our sofas, surfing on YouTube to find somebody that we actually, we can agree with in what they're talking about. Because I don't like what the pastor's talking about today. Of course, I know you never do that. We're far beyond that stuff. There's no relationship in that. There's no vulnerability. 
There's no stepping out. There's no trust. Do you know we cannot have real relationship without trust? In the midst of that, precious ones, especially if that has been a challenge from the time you've been this high. Are you with me? Especially if there's been massive confusion in our growing up years. It begins to lead to a heart that starts to close. Orphan heart. Orphan heart. Orphan heart. Out of that, we have this thing that we become terribly fearful of any form of submission. Any form of real authority. Why is that? It's because for many of us, authority has been really, really misrepresented. Is that not true? So what happens is we step back. So we want to be involved in something. We just want to have our own independence in the midst of it. That's called orphan ways. So I'm looking at this, I'm watching this, uh, particularly in these large conferences that I was in. Everybody wants to sort of jump up and down until we commit to one another. Are you all right with me saying that? Yeah? Well, I remember one time, I don't know if I've shared this story, but it's one of my most favorite. <clears throat> we had a group of, um, in this conference I was in, it was a group of young people that were leading the worship. The oldest, uh, the worship leader who was leading was 12 years old. The oldest one was 19 in the group. Well, you know, they're young and full of energy. You know, they're not having an E problem. <laughs> this is absolutely true. This happened. And they're singing a song <clears throat> that we all know we're going to jump in the river. Going to dance in the river. Y'all know the song? Going to jump, 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 jump in the river. And they're bopping around. I thought their heads were going to hit the ceiling. They're just bopping around, you know. And I'm sitting right here in the front row because I'm going to speak that night. And I heard the Lord say, ask them how deep they want to jump. Yeah. Because, you know, they were kind of jumping in front like this. And I'm thinking, yeah, that's okay. That's up to your ankles. That's cool. Very easy to jump back out. Well, then you can jump, jump, jump in. You could go up to your knee, but still easy to jump out. Am I true? Ah, uh, come on. Yeah. Maybe up to your waist to get a little challenge, but I still can get out. I can get up. Oh, I can walk out the door real fast. I don't like what pastor's saying today. Are you with me on this? However, when the river's up to here and the river's taking you, that means it has you. Are you with me? So I said to them, how far do you want to jump? Do you know it got rather quiet in that conference that day? Because we're not quite sure about that. Are you with me? Why is that? It's this whole thing of orphan ways. We want to have our independence. We want to be able to choose what we do, when we do it, and think what we want, when we want. And then we want to come into church and rah-rah. Is that all right for me to say this? Come on now, I just challenged this out in Asia. <laughs> so I felt like the Lord was saying, we need to look at this. We need to relook at this. Because in the midst of independence, okay, so <laughs> my daughter is getting married coming weekend. So I said to her yesterday, how are you doing with all this? Oh, she said, I'm very happy. I said, uh, well, we're absolutely over the moon for you. How, all how are you two going to live together? You, you, you know, you might be totally in love in this moment and all that, but you got to live together. How are you going to do that? 
she she just looked at me. She knows me well enough to know where, where I'm going. She says, we're going to work it out. <laughs> she knew what I was talking about. Are you with me, precious ones? Why is that? Is because human nature likes its own independence. Independence. Are you with me? We fight for it. We can smile and we can be as sweet as anything, but inside, don't tell me what to do. Are you with me? Come on now. That's all classic signs, classic signs of an orphan heart. When in reality, when we come together and you, and you use this word to be in submission with one another, it is one of the most beautiful words in the scripture. It means to come in under and to lift up. But when you lift up, we're both up together. Amen. It's a very, very powerful word and one that we should be welcoming as a remnant church. Everybody say amen. amen. Come on. I'm so glad I don't see a clock around here. Oh, I do. Oh, dear. When there's independence, precious ones, <clears throat> relationships will become extremely superficial. Are you with me? I want to promise you, our God is not a God of superficial relationship. It's not half in, half out. It's all in. Amen? I feel like I'm speaking that into a church that believes that, but a church is made up of you and me. All of us coming into that place where we're consciously aware, am I operating out of my self-nature, which is pure orphan, or am I wrestling for this thing called we are one together? Yeah, we used to sing this old song. Pastor John knows it well. He knows all these songs. We are one in the spirit. We are one. Or did you get that word? Come on. It's not just, well, we have another prophetic word. It's because God is doing something. We're coming to a close of a year, opening up into a new year. 2023, 5783, is a, is a picture of a man moving forward like this. It's a very powerful picture. It means we're moving forward. Everybody say we're moving forward. Okay. God doesn't stand still and he doesn't move backwards. It's about moving forward. Everybody say amen. amen. Okay. We end up with very, very few healthy, supportive, affirming relationships. What is one of the greatest challenges is people who are in our churches who are very lonely. This is why. The orphan ways are in our midst, precious ones. I really want you to hear this. It's such a burden in my heart uh, right now so that we're not looking to false affections to make us feel better. Are you with me? 
false affections. Shall I name a few? Yeah, here's one. Possessions. Makes you feel better. Go shopping a little bit. Passions. Addictions. Compulsions. I can absolutely assure you that there are as many challenges in, in, the, in the whole area of sexuality in the church as much as outside the church. Are you with me? Yeah, yeah. So are we going to be fully ready for this revival that's coming in to have some very unusual people coming in? Or will we form opinions about them? Are you with me? Come on. In my generation, I was the one of the ones that was coming in absolutely uh, deeply touched by the Spirit of God, but was looked upon like, I'm not sure we want these kind of people in our church. Anybody relate to this? No, we're, we'll go after those who seem unlovely. How about that? It's called the remnant church. Everybody say remnant church. Power and position makes you feel a little bit better. That's why we have a lot of people, when they retire, all of a sudden they don't realize who they are because they lost their nameplate. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> it's called the orphan ways. It's inside of us. And in that place, we can have people sitting in our churches who are very, very uncomfortable with receiving love. So when I was out in Taiwan, I was a little bit uh, like over the top. <laughs> I just felt this huge love anointing and I'm running all around just loving everybody. And somebody said, you know, we do not do that in Asia. I said, well, that's exactly why we need to do it. You've probably had more of the ungodly touch than the absolute righteous godly touch. Are you with me? How we express brotherly, brotherly love to one another. It's very, very powerful because when we're looking at uh, the orphan heart, we're dealing with these kind of issues. And in the midst of that, come on now, can I take you to a scripture? Are you all okay or do you want to run home now? Are, are you still here? Okay, very good. Pastor John, if I start to carry on too much, you can just tell me to stop. But here we go. James chapter 1. I'm going to start at verse 2. My brethren. Ayo. It's called family. It's another way of saying family. Those who I'm close to, you're my brothers. You're my family. Count it all joy when you fall into various trials. Yeah? Please lock the doors right now, Pastor John. <laughs> Knowing that the testing of your tr truth, the testing of your faith is going to produce patience. Let patience have its perfect work. That you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. Everybody say lacking nothing. If any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask God who gives to all liberally and it will be given to him. But let him ask in faith with no doubting. Everybody say no doubt. No doubt. Ah, this is what we're talking about because as soon as we move there, something's shifting. We've just come into agreement with something that's totally different. <clears throat> come on now. But let him ask in faith without any doubt. For he who doubts is like the wave of the sea driven and tossed by the wind. Of course, we don't like that scripture, I know. Let's, let's, let's share a scripture that makes us feel good. How about that? Huh? Come on now. God allows in his wisdom what he could 
easily prevent with his power. Can I say that again? God allows in his wisdom what he could easily prevent with his power. Could it be that the trials, the challenges, particularly of the last few years, as we look at some of the outworking of some of the challenges, and also those that are coming. Is that all right for me to say that? Come on now. Is it possible that they could equal going to a fresh place? A fresh anointing, a higher place of overcoming. I need everybody in the room to say, yes, that's exactly it. Okay. Come on now. So that we can ask in faith... And keep on asking. Are you with me? In other words, we're immovable. Have you noticed yet in your Christian life that God doesn't seem to answer according to your agenda? Anybody notice that? I remember praying for my dad, and I remember the day when God called me to pray for my father's salvation. I remember saying to the Lord, can't you choose somebody else? Anybody else pray like that? Yeah? The one who had hurt my life the most. But how is it that I know Jesus and my father doesn't? How is it that my eyes are opened and his are not? It really touched my heart. I made a commitment to the Lord. The very first course I ever wrote was a five-day course on spiritual warfare and intercession for this issue because I needed to learn it myself. Can I tell you how long it went on? Anybody want to guess? How many years? Yeah, 25 is the right answer. Yeah? Yeah. So I remember he's a faithful God. I remember the day he called 25 years later. Very little relationship in between. That's the pain. And I remember he said this, Donna. I remember thinking, whose voice is that? I could hardly recognize. I didn't know that sound from my father's voice. Um, I just want you to know I prayed with Alex on television today. Yeah. Well, Alex was... Going across Canada, 700 Club, every week, across our country. And uh, my father just happened. Just happened. <laughs> just happened to tune in. And he, he says to me, I prayed with Alex on television today. Can you send me two Bibles, one for me and one for my neighbor? Now, you'd think that I'd be jumping up and down. I've been praying for this for 25 years. I'm sitting there, and my mouth is on the floor. Like, what just happened? Anybody have that kind of a response? When God chooses a moment, and you think you're ready for it, because you've been praying for it for so long, you've been asking and keep on asking, you've been in faith, and when it happens, you're shocked. You know what I'm talking about. Come on, keep on, keep on asking. Somebody in this room needs to hear that. Keep on asking, keep on, keep on, keep on knocking, keep on seeking. 
and it will be opened. That is a promise. So we challenge that double-minded thinking because every one of us face it. There's only one thought in every situation that we need, and that thought is this. What thought is Jesus having right now? Are you with me? Who can Jesus be for you right now in whatever the situation is? I like to ask that prayer all the time. Because in every moment, he is expanding. He is limitless. Are you with me? He is beyond our understanding. Who can he be for me right now in the middle of this challenge? That's the thought. And all of us are learning how to think in that way. Everybody say, I want that. What if every situation that you faced is a setup for an upgrade? Seriously. It's a setup for increase. It has increase attached to it. But our small, puny little thinking just sees a problem. Are you with me, precious ones? I want to challenge this. Every single situation has something for us to receive from it. I want to know what that is. I want to be able that when God is moving to discern instantly what it is that he's doing. So that I don't have an answer to prayer and I'm freaked out because God answered the prayer. Are you with me? No, no, that there's that sense of expectation that in the midst of this trial, there's an upgrade in this for me somewhere. Somebody say, I'm taking that. We need that. Come on now. The mind of Christ is the most dynamic, most powerful. It is the most amazing way of thinking. I'm challenging that tonight. Why is that? It's because we've all come through difficulties. We have relational challenges. It's true. No question mark about it. We have moments when our thoughts can be hijacked and forms of perception and we step back. When God is saying, I need you to step up, not step back. The mind of Christ opens up your ability to see heaven. Why is that? It's because we want to see, close your eyes and see that light. It's all around you. Because in his light, we're going to see light. Whatever the situation is. So I want to make this statement. I wrote it down this morning. Your starting point of thinking guarantees an outcome. Your starting point of thinking guarantees an outcome. So if you start from the place that God has assigned to that place, are you getting this? I'm going to repeat that. If you start from the place that God has assigned to whatever situation you're in, you're going to stand in that place, connect with it in the heart of God, and your outcome is guaranteed. It's guaranteed. Everybody say guaranteed. guaranteed. That is called faith. Are you with me? 
So it's not the challenge that's controlling. Everybody say not controlling. And I heard the Lord say, in this season that we are moving, I'm positioning you, I'm pulling you up into a higher place of overcoming. I really sense that in my spirit. Our faith is not just learning to think about God, but actually encountering him without reducing him to our little puny thinking. Because that's what we do. Are you hearing me, precious ones? God is not caught surprised by anything. And in the midst of whatever the challenge, I promise you, it equals an upgrade somewhere. That he can entrust us with a challenge because he's pulling us forward. Everybody say, I'm taking that. So here's the question. Do you love the challenges? Do you actually believe that it carries an upgrade, carries increase? Everybody say, I'm taking that. Come on now. As we grow in every situation, we're practicing how to fully connect. Because God is doing something. So the situations are not controlling. Are you with me? And we fall back into those orphan ways. When, when God says, I have already given everything you need. I love that, don't you? I love dreaming about crazy stuff like that. It is the function of the Holy Spirit to make us more like Jesus. Don't you want to be more like Jesus? How about in the midst of the greatest challenge when you feel like you're shaking like that? You know, oh my God, God, where are you? When you feel like your prayers are hitting the roof, will you love the moment? Amen? Because there are challenges that are going to present itself in the days ahead. That's why Dr. Russ is going to be sharing next week. Precious ones. But I promise you, Jesus was never, never caught off guard or stumped by anything when he walked this earth. He knew his connection was with the Father. I only do what I hear my Father say. Ah, that's called connection. That's where, we're that's where we're moving into, precious ones, as a body. Everybody say, as a body. Okay. So it's the same thing for us. In any situation, the Father is saying something. He's always, always saying, I I'm right here, I'm right here. My plan is still a good plan. Well, I just need you to know, God, it doesn't feel very good right now. You know what I'm talking about. It's not for evil not to harm you, but it's to prosper you. In other words, upgrade, upgrade. I feel like we're in a season of upgrade right now. I feel that in my spirit so strongly. But I really need full, full access to your thinking capacity. Especially when it feels dark around you, says the Lord. So what is that starting place that I was talking about? Anybody asking that question? Because I told you the starting place is the guarantee for the outcome. So what's the starting place? Let me say it real simple. You and I are positioned in Christ, the hope of glory, Colossians 1.27. Heaven is completely attracted to Jesus. 
That's why you are positioned that way. You are in Christ. You are in the safest place you could ever be. In Christ. Everything in Christ. And he is fully in you. Everybody say, I'm taking that one. I need you dreaming about that. All of heaven is attracted to Jesus in you. Hallelujah. Wow. We call that glory. Amen. So when Helena is up here on the keyboard, I mean, it's like she goes into another realm or something. Like her body's here, but something's happening. What's happening? All of heaven is attracted to Jesus in her. And it flows out of that worship, and you and I have the privilege of joining in. Hallelujah. Come on. The same spirit that rose Jesus from the dead lives in your mortal body. So we've had moments up here, especially when our dear brother Jonathan was here. I remember being here one night. I was totally blasted. All we did, Pastor John says, well, we, let's just go for some prayer. I said, well, I don't know if I need to do that. <laughs> Didn't I say that? <laughs> A few minutes later, Pastor John says again, let's go for some prayer. Serious. You are witnesses. All we did was take hands. It's like I instantly just connected. What's what? All of heaven is attracted to Jesus in him, and I just happened to be the recipient. I was blasted out of my head. It lasted about four days. I was a total mess. Feet up in the air and everything. Somebody said, Donnie, you should go back. He said, don't need to go back and watch it. <laughs> I experienced it. But what's happening is the same Jesus that's in me is exploding. Are you with me? And all of a sudden, like what happens to Elena on the keyboard, is you're in a different realm. And I don't even know that I'm upside down like a crazy person. And frankly, I don't really care. I was, I was, heaven was present. Heaven is totally attracted to Jesus in you. Come on now. That's why we're continually pushing off things that want to distract us. Are you with me? Fear, stress, worry, unbelief. Because a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. I feel like I'm hearing the Lord say, I'm pulling you into that such a place of freedom where when you think of allowing your mind to be double-minded, you're going to catch it instantly. We need that in this hour. Everything in you wants to come to Jesus. Are you with me? But everything that everything wants to come to Jesus in you as well. Everybody say amen to that. Amen. Come on. You see, when the Father looks at you, he sees what he sees. He's simply looking for your full agreement. He sees a new creation. That's what he sees. He never leaves. He never forsakes. He never fails. I have always loved you, says the Lord. Can that be any more clear than that? Are you with me, dear ones? We're talking about Almighty God, Jehovah. Come on now. Savior, healer, 
Lion of Judah, Deliverer, Conquering King, is living inside of you. Are you kidding me? We should be on the ceiling about now. Why is that? Is because we're positioning ourselves. That's what's happening. It's called the kingdom of heaven is within you. Everybody say right here. That's why we have a couple of extra pounds. And he dwells in you to stay. Amen. He dwells in you to stay. We are the dwelling place of God. All of heaven is attracted to Jesus in you. So heavenly encounters should be as, nor as ordinary as breathing. Everybody say amen. amen. Come on. My father and I will come and we make our home within you. John 14. We carry that. Everybody say, wow, wow, wow. We're just learning how to live into and to stay in that place. Christ in you, the hope of glory. Everybody say amen. amen. Whatever the situation, God is already living in that situation. There is a way through, always. Yeah, and I heard the Lord say, Donna, you're never stuck because I'm right here. It's my name. I'm deliverer. Come on now. Rising up from within because he's already within. Everybody say amen. amen. Come on. And I heard the Lord to say, I heard the Lord say, I need you living fully alive. Living consciously, fully alive in every moment. Not just when we come into a great worship service, but living fully alive so the fullness of Christ flows. So when you lay on your bread, you're dreaming the dreams of God. Everybody say amen. amen. That's called focus. 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 Don't you want to know what Jesus is thinking? Don't you want to know that he's seated at the right hand of the Father and he's praying for you right now. Don't you want to know what he's praying? Yeah. Connection. We are one with him as he is one with the Father. Come on. So that's the starting point. And everything that happens guarantees an outcome. It, it's guaranteed. Everybody say it's guaranteed. The enemy can say whatever he wants. But in the midst of that, the outcome is guaranteed. Everybody say, amen, I'm taking that. All right, so here's what I want to do. I want to pray over you. Is that okay? Um, I, I trust it's not too late. It's early. It's a Christmas time. We're just having a different kind of party tonight. All right, here's what I want to do. I, I really asked the Lord about this. But I want to just take a moment and speak over. I want to pray over you. Is that okay? I want to do it prophetically, but I want to do it over the whole group. Is that okay? So here's what I'm going to ask you to do. I'm going to ask you to sit back. Like seriously, I want you to relax for a moment. That's what I felt the Lord was asking. <clears throat> and I just want to speak into your spirit. Is that okay? All of us. 
They're going to put on some uh, beautiful music. If you do not hear every word that I'm speaking, don't worry about it. Because I'm actually speaking to your spirit. Is that okay? If the Holy Spirit wanders off with you somewhere, then that's okay. You go there. Is that okay? But I'm going to just lead this for a few minutes. And just take what I've done and just speak it into your spirit. Wonderful Jesus. Wonderful Jesus. We fully turn our spirit toward you. You are truly Alpha and Omega. Everything in between Alpha and Omega. To hear the whisper, my beloved one, It's a command to be loved. My beloved one. This is a moment where I'm pressing in, says the Lord. Pressing in, shifting as you give me permission that shifts everything going on in your mind. Consciously aware that you cannot fail because you know you are amazingly loved. Moving away from past failures in this new moment, in this new day, in this new, 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 new time. With the freshness of a way of thinking that will shift you in such a dramatic way that releases a freshness of deep hope that I am releasing upon you, says the Lord. Where we refuse to be subject to old thinking. I just feel this incredible sense of the Lord just beckoning us. Allowing me to press in to your mind. One of the key ways that will change is for you to develop an upgrade in your ability to flow in peace and rest. 
to fully know that you are established in my rest. My peace I give to you fully, freely, and constantly. Where there is a way to avoid being weary and heavy laden, simply by learning to rest in me as a lifestyle. Where the fullness of my peace is the capacity to live free from any disturbance. I want to speak that into your spirit. A peace, the capacity to live free from any disturbance, to learn to flow in the fullness of life, living life. The world has no peace, beloved one. It interferes, it totally interferes with your ability to rest. It simply promotes fear, anxiety, worry. The world is pressing in on an hourly basis. Peace is the capacity, says the Lord, to live from a different dimension. Living in me and my peace, it will protect you as a shield. I release that shield of protection all around you tonight. Because in the presence of my peace, there is fullness of an inner calm that will move out from your inner man and flow into your conscious mind. All disturbances are external, says the Lord. They come in through your outer man, the outer man of your soul. My beloved, peace is always an inside job. It comes from my presence that's within your spirit. It rises up within you as you learn to wait. Just wait, just wait, just wait on me, says the Lord. In that place, you can call up your peace anytime because you are my beloved one.
in the spirit. Peace is a simple, it's simple and such a joyful choice. I bless your spirit with that. So little by little, just feel this wooing of the Lord. We, we learn to quietly, emphatically say no to any disturbance. My beloved. Peace means freedom. It means freedom from fear. It means freedom from panic. It means freedom from anxiety. There's no need to allow yourself to be tormented when you can be uplifted by an unfailing love, a kindness, my kindness, my grace, my mercy. I want to speak that into your spirit. Always, always allowing yourself to be fully reconciled with the fact that I am yours and you are mine. Always. So it lifts our expectations into a higher place. My beloved, life definitely interrupts, sometimes poorly, sometimes badly, sometimes dreadfully. But in those moments, my shield will draw you in and you can take refuge in me. Where in those moments, I will teach you how to stand and how to move from distress into a place of full peace and rest. I speak rest over your spirit. All stress is external. It cannot overcome your inner peace unless you allow it. It's never caused by events or circumstances. No, stress comes from within. When you are committed to rest and peace as a way of life, it will guard your heart. It will guard your life. It will expand your spirit. So that in every moment, we're practicing peace. We're practicing rest. A way of seeing, a way of thinking, a way of believing, a way of speaking, a way of acting 
that arises out of a response to me, says the Lord. My beloved, simply work at remaining at rest. Enjoy the work of being at peace. It is simply a beautiful practice of the fruit of the Spirit. Where you will certainly recover strength. More strength and more strength. Your life responses when from a place of rest will commit you to a place of trust, to a place of faith. Where the strength of my power wants to increase in and through you. My beloved, Being restful means to stay in a place and a position by choosing every moment. So as you abide in me, (laughs) stay, miss, just stay, just stay. My presence will fill you with a joy that uplifts the depth of your belief. Wonderful Jesus, you are surely the kindest person I've ever met in my whole life. All practices, all disciplines are joyful when you're passionate about who you are and who you are becoming in the spirit. Thank you, Jesus. So much easier to trust, to open your heart to trust, to have confidence from a place where anxiety is not welcome. Faith always works by love. My beloved one. Deepening of connection. You are fully one with me as I am one with the Father. Where great faith will arise out of a place where great love is being fully enjoyed. Wonderful Jesus, we say thank you. Everybody say thank you for that.
Can you say thank you? In that place, we can flow with an expectation of knowing I'm fully healed. That's the journey. Fully delivered, fully loved, fully whole, because he's a fullness God. I'm praying that over your spirit as your journey welcomes fullness in the name of Jesus, where there is no lack. All of heaven is attracted to Jesus within you. Where we are being fully prepared, fully dressed in the glow and radiance of heaven. Wonderful Jesus. Fully cherished, fully alive to fully live. I'm speaking that over your spirit right now. Fully aware of every moment and the fullness of it. Where we live in the full awareness of who you are. Fully free to walk as the treasure that you are. Fully filled with everything you could possibly need for life. Fully gifted. I'm declaring that over your spirit. To be all that I have dreamed for you says the Lord, to fully enter into the very center of my heart for you. Everybody say, I'm taking that. To fully embrace the fullness of the days that you are living. Fully open, fully open to see. Ah, fully open to see what you're releasing in these hours of this new season. Wonderful Jesus, I fully release myself to your rest. Fully protected under the shadow of your wing. Fully able to give and to receive in a continuous way. Wonderful Jesus. Where your thoughts and your ways are the desire of my heart. I speak that into your spirit. Where we fully release ourselves to have the mind of Christ. Fully secure in the confidence of a love that will never fail. Wonderful Jesus, it's the cry of our heart to know you more and more and more 
in this lifetime, fully engaged. I just want to pray into your spirit, fully engaged. Fully engaged in the name of Jesus. Where you will fully know that everything that I have belongs to you. Fully knowing that it is my pleasure to give you my kingdom, says the Lord. Wonderful Jesus, we simply drink from the well that is pouring in this moment that lifts us up into a higher place of overcoming. And I release that in the name of Jesus. Everybody say, I'm taking that. Okay, so take a big breath in. Okay, just want to do it again. I want you to see all the light inside of you goes into every crevice, every corner. Because in his presence, darkness has to flee. Because we've taken time to soak in the beauty of his presence. So as we move from this beautiful place, wonderful Jesus, with an uplifting in our spirit, to face the moments ahead, knowing that every trial, there's an upgrade in there somewhere. I pray that over every person in this house, in the name of Jesus. Everybody says, amen. amen. Oh, now, here, I just want you to see something for a moment, okay? You've all just been sitting there, you're all, young. Love to have you all over the floor doing that. We haven't moved, and yet we just took a journey. Amen? It feeds your spirit to face the moments ahead. Yeah, a little bit different tonight. But can I tell you, I just gave you exactly what I felt the Lord spoke to me this morning. Is that okay? I want to bless you with that. I want to kind of leave it right there. Are you okay? Why are you all smiling? You look like content, happy little children right now. Amen? Have you been blessed? Are you encouraged? Do you feel a bit nurtured in your spirit? Why is that? All of heaven is attracted to Jesus in you. It's Christ in you, the hope of glory. Everybody say hallelujah. hallelujah. I'm going to park it right there. Amen. Hallelujah. We want you to experience all that God has for you. Make sure to visit us in person. Check out www.tgpoa.com for more information on how to find us. We hope to see you here soon.